welcome to the Union Fitness Podcast with your host, Todd Hammer and the CEJ Gaffer. And the finest producer this side of the Monongahela River. Oh, the mon this time? Yes. We're, nice. giving, we're giving you the golden triangle. Oh, all right. The cleaner side, maybe. <laughs> I don't know about Josh that. Josh Elsass in the house, sublime tie-dye shirt, L.A. Dodgers hat, bad mustache, and... Yes. And today, very special guest. Today, Charles beside me went sleeveless. Mm-hmm. I had no choice. He had are, no are choice. Are the guns the special guest? I feel small today, so I said I'm flexing the entire time. Just, okay. I'm just going like this all the time. The, the old uh, You're a little bumpy over there, Ham. Old, um, old, you know, isos, old man isos. Old, old yeah. man muscles. Speaking of old man muscles. Whoa. Oh. Uh, <laughs> my bicycle on the front of it used to say S for specialized. Now it has a flexing mood and says Dr. Jacked. All because of one man. The man, the myth, the legend. He doesn't need two legs because one leg's enough to whip your butt, CJ. Sure is on a scooter. Dr. Mr. Scott Caulfield. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Thank you, gents. Appreciate it. Sorry, I know we've been uh, talking about doing this for a while. So glad you finally caught me with uh, now that I'm hard to. And now I can't get away on one leg. <laughs> so I notice it's sunny today. It snowed this morning. It was probably four degrees. Yeah. Probably eight. It's, it's Colorado. It goes from Colorado spring. Yep. Snow to sun to winter to summer, all within an afternoon, right? Yep. Yep. It was. It was chilly last night. It was spitting snow. It's sunny and sixty today. It's eighty degrees in Pittsburgh today. Wow, eighty wow. degrees and sunny. Last Just, week it was uh, thirty some it's, degrees. It did so. snow last week, yeah. so we're we're, got, we're like a mini Colorado out here. Pain. There you go, there you go. And, and always remember this: before we get into this, Colorado may have taller mountains, but due to the glacial structure of our mountains, our mountains are steeper. Ah, nice. Yeah, if okay. you didn't know that, yeah, they're steeper. The angle of the mountains in the Alleghenies is much greater than the angle of That's the. That's why you got Rockies. some good mountain biking out there. Yes, it's also why if you ever talk to someone who rode their bike across country, they tend to say Pennsylvania is harder than Colorado. Because Colorado is just a long, slow grind up where Pennsylvania is just straight uphill. But Scott Caulfield, welcome, man. Awesome to finally get you uh, nailed down here. We had to take your leg out to get you here, get you injured so you couldn't go anywhere. Um, uh, So tell for our listeners that don't know you, tell us about yourself, what you do, what do what, what makes you the man. Well, I don't know about that. I'll take it, though. I'll take any of the, <laughs> of the accolades I get. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, currently I'm the director of strength and conditioning at Colorado College, which is right here in Colorado Springs. Small private arts, liberal uh, college. It's been called Harvard of the West is what I've heard. Um, anyway, very small. we got about 2,300 student body. Pretty unique. We've got three, we play sports in three different divisions. So we have two Division One teams ice hockey and then women's soccer on the women's side and then we have 15 division three sports so hockey plays in basically the sec of college hockey called the national collegiate hockey conference and women's soccer is in the mountain west and then our d3 conference is the scac which is mostly schools from texas and louisiana and wow. that's, so. that's a drive <laughs> they hey, put some road they put some miles on for the d3 sports for sure hey. uh, but it's cool it's a really unique sit- sit- situation uh setting i guess it's very small it's it's that quintessential campus that when you see pictures you're like it looks like you know the pictures of what you would think a real true college campus looks like um you got the backdrop of pikes peak right there over our field so it's really cool 
<laughs> Colorado College, though, Scott, I do believe, is the alma mater of one Guy Godowski, the head coach at Penn State, good friend of mine. Okay. You got it, yep. Josh nice. is an old Penn State hockey guy from back in okay. the day, and he's such a yeah. hockey bro. Uh, um, he is. It. I mean, he's so broed out that he still has bad hair. Yeah, I still have the flow. Uh, yeah, never hair. cut it. Dad glasses, nice. mustache. Yep. He looks like an old Yammer Yager, but at Yammer Yager's old now. Hey? I know. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's a tough one. We actually have uh, we have a, a, a an employee here who who flew overseas back in 2019 to see Yager play a couple times. Yeah, just for wow. fun. That's yeah. Serious. So so yes, you were you were with the NSCA. Um, uh, as the w- w- and explain your job with the NCAA because you were I think believe director of strength conditioning with the National Strength Conditioning Association, correct? The top dog. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. You know, I started off uh, honestly when I went there, and this is kind of a good aside. Like I went there uh, January 2011. I left. Uh, I was an assistant strength coach at Dartmouth College in Hanover, New Hampshire. I left there to go to NSCA headquarters uh, as an education coordinator. And at that time, that meant uh, wearing a tie to work every day and sitting in a cube on the second floor of the NSCA office space, like uh, rethinking why I just picked up my life and moved to Colorado for about the first four to six months. Um, and we and I will say everybody at that time, which was kind of cool, got to coach. So all, anybody that was certified in the building had some coaching responsibilities. Um, again, at that time, it wasn't much for me when I first started. It was a few hours a week, but you know, good good things happen. Right time, right place, right experience. Uh, in the summer of that year, June of '11, I got promoted to the interim performance center manager, and then the never look back. I kind of took on that role, but it just kept growing, you know. And and John Jost, who you guys may have known of when yep. he was at Florida State, and he was on the NSA board of directors. He was really big. He was a big proponent, him and Boyd Epley, about getting me out of the NSCA building, getting me out of here and in front of more coaches. And they were like, you need to be the connection to college, especially college and pro strength coaches, because the NSCA, you know, didn't do a great job of supporting those people for a while. And people, you know, people noticed. And so there was a big push. And those guys were the spearheads of it. And, you know, I was kind of ho-hum about it, like, I was like, man, I'm, I like being in the gym. I like coaching, like talking about like pushing me out of comfort zone and, you know, being like the, the face for lack of a better word at some point for the, for the organization. I wasn't too keen on it, but like, honestly, when I look back now is the best thing that ever happened. And, and we had, we did so much in those last even five years that I was there. I feel like we really pushed a lot forward, got a lot of projects that helped coaches, uh, think the events were great um obviously connecting with guys like you has been the best part of that job and like being able to you know create friendships that are still growing to this day was just the absolute best part um and then yeah in, in 2019 uh they actually so colorado college okay another side to this story so colorado college hockey and hockey fans will appreciate this used play in a place called the World Arena, which is literally next door to the NSCA. So the NSCA and Colorado College Hockey have had a long-standing tradition of this collaboration partnership since really the early, uh, when, when the NSCA building was built here, 2001 or 2002, uh, NSCA had been in charge of CC Hockey. So um, that was my main team at the NSCA headquarters when I took over there. So that, that was kind of a cool aside um, because it kind of came full circle, I was the head coach for 
CC hockey while at the NSCA from 11 to 2015. 2015 bigger picture NSCA stuff was just getting really busy and I stepped down. Coolest thing about that was they created a new position uh, for a CSCS certified coach to step in and have and have that job. So, you know, I feel really fortunate that I was able to have a hand in showing them the value of having a full-time strength and conditioning coach. Um, and then, yeah, in 2019, they literally called me up. I was at national NSCA national and uh, someone from the CC staff called me, said, we're in a bind. Uh, both of our strength coaches left. We haven't filled the position. Like, can you just come over here a few hours a day and basically keep the ship floating and uh and it, and it was great i did i did it totally with the intention of just helping like i had no intention of of going for this job until i had been there for a week or two and then it was just the perfect storm there was just the athletes won me over first and foremost um and they were the reason i wanted to stay but it's just a great place it's small that they had a new ad who hired me and she's great um the resources are really good for you know a place like that um and it, it was less than a mile from my house. So like, there was just all these factors that kind of came down and I was like, hmm, maybe I should just stay here, you know? <laughs> uh, and again, got lucky, got the job and been there through this pandemic craziness and hopefully seeing the light at the end of the tunnel a little towards getting a little more normal, hopefully this summer and by next fall, get all our students back. And we've got a new $70 million hockey arena coming online that we'll That's be playing time. games in this fall got another weight room going in there so yeah can't complain things are things are great aside from having one leg and yeah it could be way worse than this <laughs> uh, we, we talked about it's that still here. it just doesn't work very well so. just uh just appreciate the things even when you have no achilles you got to appreciate the fact that uh you know worse things could happen but so you talked about you know the the changes going on and one of the cool parts i think is that a lot of people don't know the politics of it all. When you went into the NSCA, the NSCA didn't have a good reputation in strength coach circles. There were a lot of strength coaches, including myself, that were like, why, why do I care about this this court, this this group? Of, and and I, I'm a guy who let my NSCA lapse. I'm a guy who didn't support the NSCA for a long time because I said, why should I support them? They've never reached out to me. I've never spoken. You were the first person I ever spoke to in person at the NSCA. And I remember initially, I was like, nice guy, but I could still care less about the organization. Mm -hmm. And you won me over to the NSCA. Nice. So I think that, um, you know, the politics that people don't always understand going on behind the scenes. And yeah. when you have, you know, it's whenever people ever say, you know, I don't like the NCAA or I don't like this right. organization. I'm like, there are people in there and there are good people and there are bad people. Yeah. There are really, I know some really good people in the NCAA. I mean, I yeah. made some phone calls during the, the tournament to people, you know, working with the, the help set up the women's basketball tournament and said, Hey, listen, you guys are off the ball. How can we help? Yeah. You know? And, and as you know, you know, you get to know people and I had a couple of companies I spoke to and said, we're willing to help. And, and I think people often forget that, you know, every organization, whether it be the NCA, the NSCA or the government or any large organization, it has good people and it has bad people. Totally. And and I think you brought that to light with the NSAA. So I, I credit you and tip the hat to you for that, sir. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like yeah. I said, I mean, I think it was more just for a while that, you know, they they focused on a lot of internal things and projects that were in-house. And maybe they were online or books or things or, you know, they had events. But like the outreach, the, you know, the, the knowing that if you're a strength coach that you could call or email Scott Caulfield and have a 
direct connection to a, a guy that's actually in the weight room every day, but that's at an SCA headquarters was just a huge kind of change where, you know, obviously people could reach out to the, whoever was in the facility at the time prior to that. But like part of that job became being my, my um, girlfriend's dad actually used to call me the spokesperson for the NSCA. Cause he thought like when he would tell people about what I did, he was like, Oh, he's the spokesman for the NSCA. I was like, you know, it's not a far stretch from a lot of, yeah. what I did, you know, but it was, it was just like, all right, well, I almost dropped my membership back in the day because I didn't have any, I didn't see any value in it. And, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to go work there was like, all right, well, I can be part of the problem or I can be part of the solution. And, and, you know, Brian Mann, Ron McKeefrey, all, all these guys have said this over and over too. Like, don't complain about it unless you've tried to do something about it or you're going to. And so I wanted to be one of the people that was going to try and do something um, well, let's be honest here. We both know that bookworm, Brian Mann, is the problem. <laughs> it's those it's those PhDs stepping their toes in our world. All the bourbon. Trying to tell us how to lift weights when all he's ever done is bench 700 in Westside. That, that, it, that, it's funny because I remember after I spoke at the 2019 NSEA and B-Man texted me. and was like, hey, did you get your reviews back? And I said, no. He goes, ne uh, never read reviews from the NSEA. <laughs> And I go, why? He goes, because people were idiots. And he yeah. said, and I hadn't even seen mine yet because I had never spoken to the NSCA. And um, he he said, you know, one guy wrote, Brian Mann should shut up about everything except, like, whatever. You know, he can only talk about philosophy based. That's all he knows. And one guy said, Brian Mann should shut up. And Brian Mann's a bookworm and all this crap. And I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, if you know Brian, you know, Brian's yeah. this redneck from middle of nowhere, Missouri, you know, yeah. who happened to be smart enough to work hard and get a Ph.D., Right. But I remember I, I after that, I go to my computer and I'm like, all right, let's see. And I had a 3.5 out of five. And I was like, is that good? It seems okay. shabby. Right. Like, you know, I mean, you're going to have some bad scores. So 3.5 yeah, seems decent. Yeah, yeah, C's get degrees, man. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one guy said, this is the absolute low point of the NSCA <laughs> conference. And another guy said, the biggest wasted hour of my life. Oh, That's man. a win on And then notes. the other guy said, this was the one. He said, um... This guy had 20 minutes of information in 20 minutes of stories. What's that? And I'm like, what a great compliment. Yeah, I, I thought that was that's a, a win. That's a huge, that's a, that's a 5.0 in my book. He gave me a zero or a one. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. 20 minutes of information in 20 minutes of stories is a good presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, in my eyes. And, and yeah. so the lesson I took from B-Man is never listen to those people because everyone's yeah. going to bash you no matter what. Yeah. Once you get step onto a stage you're going to have people saying, haters. you know, it, whether, whether you're with the NSCA, whether you're with Colorado college, um, what, something that's annoying me right now, I'd like your thoughts on this is, uh, the Baylor Gonzaga game. Everyone's blowing up Baylor strength conditioning. <laughs> oh, hey, Baylor. Hey. Lift. I, I don't know Gonzaga strength coach. I don't know if you do. I guarantee they lift weights. I'm certain. Right. right. And I guarantee they lift weights hard because yeah, everyone does. Yeah. And to yeah. me, it's a discredit to whoever that person is. Right. You know, right, I, right. I, I'm sure Baylor lifted. And I'm sure yeah. they're proud of that. And and, and yeah. we all know different teams, different cultures, but yeah. Gonzaga lifted and Gonzaga lifted hard. Baylor just outplayed him in basketball on one totally. day. Yeah. I mean, I, the last thing I want to do if I'm an undefeated team is be undefeated in the national championship game, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that just is the perfect storm. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, you can blame it on all you want but yeah let's look at let's look at what happened in the basketball game not the weight room right like i guarantee you just like you said 
those guys are probably lifting the same frequency, same number of days, like exactly. Yeah, undefeated in the national basketball game or in the in the championship game, and then also the opponent that you couldn't play because of COVID. Right. It, right. Like I mean, everything was against them. Like they didn't stand yeah. a shot Wait, in that were, game. They were scheduled. Yeah, they were scheduled, but because uh, Baylor got COVID, they didn't oh. play. So yeah. Baylor had everything to prove. Gonzaga yeah. had nothing to prove. Well, yeah, yeah. and that's just, a, that's just a tough draw. So I have to ask, how did you get the name Dr. Jack? I mean, we all know that you have the big, bigger biceps of everyone here. Right. They're hidden for our protection. Uh, yeah, it is. Got the, got the sweatshirts. A little windy. Uh, yeah, so that's a great story. Um, Aaron Osmus, former Sornex, then former USC head football um, when he was at Sornex, he, and I'm trying to remember what year it was. I want, I'm going to say it's 2016 in January. He was with Sornex at the time in our, in our coaches conference in January, he brought me this framed program of the program that he wrote called Dr. Jack and he had signed it and he said, Scott, thanks for being a friend. You were an inspiration for me writing this program. Um, appreciate your your friendship, et cetera, you know. And so that was where he he dubbed me Dr. Jack and and <laughs> kept calling me it on Instagram. And he came out with you know Coach Caulfield's Arm Farm program uh, a year after can, that. Can we can and we get so, that Arm Farm program? Yeah, when's the twenty one twenty one day program you got drop? It. You got it. Because <laughs> I'm I'm lacking in that. You know, <laughs> I, I'm the opposite of Dr. Jack. The bicep intensive ebook is coming out soon. So. <laughs> it's gonna be twelve pages, fifty-eight ninety-nine. Twenty-one day bicep specialization program. I am totally down with this. Twenty-one <laughs> inches in twenty-one days. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Please uh, consult the physician if your arms grow more than one inch in any <laughs> Guaranteed rab though, or how's this work? I don't know if I'm down with this program. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just stuck from that, from you know Aaron and then Dan McKim really like running with it on social media and stuff. Uh, that that's how it came to be. And it's great. It's been fun to be to have fun with. You know, I I try to very uh, very seriously not take myself too seriously, <laughs> and so you know being able to have some fun with that has been great. I mean, that's one of the things I, I've said for years. The gr the best strength coaches I know are scientists, but they're also meatheads. Right. And they like to, you know, I've been lucky enough to train with some really strong. I I remember I trained a handful of times up at Cressy's place with Eric. And the guy's a meathead. Yeah. He is an actual meathead. I mean, you don't deadlift over 600 if you're just in it for fun. Yeah. And I remember we were benching together and he goes, well, we're done benching. Let's do a 225 rep test. And, you know, anyone who follows a guy like Eric, who knows how smart he is, like, he wouldn't do that because that doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. The yeah, fatigue's too fatigued, great. Da, da. Yeah. And, no, yeah, yeah. it was like two dudes training, and he goes, yeah. 225 rep test? I was like, yes, of course we're going to have a 225 rep me. test. That's what yeah. we do. You know, that's – that's so to me, that's what makes a great coach. Part scientist, part meathead. CJ's full meathead. Full meathead. And with that being said, aside from curls – uh, what would you say, average Joe's or anyone? Yeah. Buy the ebook. Buy the ebook. <laughs> Selfless plug. Aside from curls, what would you say someone needs? To, someone should do uh, every day just to be better, in in lifting or in health and something like that. What what would they do? 
every day, you know, I mean, I don't know that I would say a specific movement or exercise, but I would say if you just are consistent and consistency is going to win, you know, if you're in there every day, it doesn't matter. It obviously does matter to some degree what you're doing, but my, the point is being consistent overall is going to be the best thing that you could possibly do. Now, if you throw in three sets of 25 hammer curls on top of that every day, you know, you're probably going to have thicker biceps. I'm just going to throw that out there. The but... gold stars and the sprinkles. <laughs> I'm going to do three sets of 25 hammer curls after this. After this, I should have done it before. <laughs> and then, because Ed Cohn once said to me, always do 100 push-ups. I'm going to hit 100 push-ups. Yeah. Why not? Because I got I got Doctor Jack told me to do hammer curls. Ed Cohn do, to tell me to do push ups. So I put it together. Yeah, huge. That's a recipe for big bigness right there. I mean, I'm an Adonis <laughs> by <Big>. tomorrow. <laughs> Forget consistency. Tomorrow, Adonis, mic drop. I'm out. Tell Daniel McKim he's gonna make a hilariously <laughs> dumb Instagram video about I don't know some Russian lifter doing this. There you go. <laughs> right, right. There you go. <laughs> so. What's your prediction for next year? You guys actually can get into this new building. I'm pumped up because I've been watching it grow. Oh, man, yeah. I just drove by it when I came back from lunch. It's awesome. I just like I just looked over, and I'm like, whoa, there's a parking garage now. Uh, we're going to play games there in the fall. We are going to, I'm guessing the move-in's probably August-ish. So it's happening. It's, it's really cool, and it's going to be badass. The first hockey arena that we've ever had on campus, too, in, you know, CC's been playing hockey since the 20s, so it's really exciting for the school as well, and the city. It's a, it's a huge project. There's a lot going on in the Springs right now. You've got a new soccer stadium for the pro soccer team. You've got our arena going up. The Olympic Museum was just finished uh, last year, so things are moving and shaking in the spring so we'll be ready for you when you come visit i was gonna say i will be there in august so let's yeah. hope and i have to ask this i'm gonna put a little pressure on you who's doing the weight room uh that's a good question so <laughs> when you I, find my, out you'll tell me yeah, my buddy dan mckim has been uh on right. my speed dial so yep we're gonna go sornex and play flooring and it's gonna be badass it's, uh, it's be been nice. really fun designing another weight room it's been really fun we actually did uh, played at our floor here, our our most re our newest addition, and uh, Elite did our racks, Sornex did our accessory stuff. Very so Frankenstein. We were, yeah, we're oh, a yeah. mess. Yeah, nice. I don't know if you can see it. You probably can if I show it, but I've I've seen this. I play know. <laughs> play did play did my flooring here On too. Backyard, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so no bad grass. Well, then you definitely have to pick up the Alfie poop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Alfie yeah. poop doesn't disappear ever. That no. That stays for a little more maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> so, so on. Oh, go ahead. Oh, so oh, this sorry. one, this one, uh, maybe people don't know. What are some of the things you might have had to do in building your weight room? Like basic 101, how to build a weight room. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing, right, is your is you've got X amount of space and and whatever that is, depending on where you are, you got to really think about how you train your athletes right the things that you need to do what you want to do and so um, for me i think open space is always a big one um, I, I really have tried to err on the side and when we redid the nsca weight room in the performance center there in 2016 um i think 2016 like opening up that room and making more space and and even little things like um you know just having 
the equipment that you really want, right? Whatever types of barbells or specialty equipment. So I've kind of looked at it from that aspect. Obviously I need some kind of conditioning equipment. So, you know, I've, I chose to get into some different bikes or a couple of treadmills that you can sprint. So like, you know, just trying to balance it out and don't be afraid to ask for more money. I'll tell you that much. Um, there we go. Know, I hit, I hit a point at one point a few months ago and I was just like, gosh, this just doesn't, this doesn't, it's not doing what I want it to do. And, and I, if I had, if I had just been satisfied with the number I was told originally, you know, I never would have got it. And I asked and I got what I wanted. So I think that was a big one for me. Um, but for me, again, it's open space. It's having the ability to, to train our guys in, in the right number of groups too. So I added more workstations maybe than somebody might. Um, I like, I love the, again, Sornex is so good at kind of customizing things to help a fit your space and your needs that we did some neat, really cool stuff with some of the design. I think it's going to be a big showcase for them as well. Um, so yeah. And hopefully shit, we might have to help you help install in August. <laughs> we're ready, bro. Easy, we're we're ready. Right. I, I, you, you, do you know, I worked for Sornex for three days. Oh, nice. There I was go. a Sornex employee. Uh, I, I yeah, installed, uh, Liberty's weight room when they did that football oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They nice. were, they That's were basically, I mean, that, that was such a big project back in the day that, I mean, no one had a weight room like Liberty when it was yeah, put in, in Oh four Oh five. Well, they just yeah. didn't have the manpower. And yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a friend of mine, Jason Rydell, who was a strength coach in America, and called and said, hey, you want to drive down to Liberty and install weight room? <laughs> and it was me. And, and, I mean, that was back in the day when Bert and Pops were down there installing racks. Oh, nice. And uh, have you ever been to Liberty's weight room? I've never been there in person. I've seen it, pictures. It's in the basement. And when the okay. elevator breaks, moving <laughs> a weight room in, it creates a lot of issues. Oh, my gosh. There were dudes yeah. stuck. They were sitting on the dumbbells in the elevator. And they were knocking. You guys good? Yeah, we're chilling in here. Holy moly. Yeah, so that was a mess. But um, but uh, you, you said something there, I think, which so many strength coaches need to learn. But And just young professionals, ask. Ask for stuff. Like, yeah. if you have – if I give you job A to do but only give you enough to do job B, well, you're not going to achieve job A. And I – I hear this all the time from strength coaches. And one of my frustrations, strength conditioning, you always hear the, if you take this job, we want you to stay two to three years. You know, yeah. They ask for a time period. And I, I've said to many strength coaches, did you ask for a contract? Right. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if you ask me to stay at a job for three years, I'm committing. Yeah. What are you committing to me? And to me, right. I think strength coaches are so afraid to negotiate, to, to discuss the future. And, and, and I think you said it best, you know, I looked and I said, I have X amount of monies to spend and I know that I have to do all this with it and it's just not adding up yep. and they have to have a hard conversation. But I think, you know, one of the skills that strength coaches don't have and, and, and probably personal trainers and anyone in this profession, I know you've been on both sides, you know, the personal training side, strength coach, I like the business, understanding the business of it all. You yeah. know, if you give me ten thousand more dollars, twenty thousand more, you know, this is what I can do with it, and here's how it's going to make us more effective. And yeah. and I think that's just such a huge lesson for young professionals to learn. Yeah, yeah, it is such great. It's such a great point, and like it goes kind of, it reminds me of a uh, back in the old way back days in my bartending days. My one of my bosses used to say, "I like problem solvers, not problem pointer outers," and and that has stuck with me 
to this day. And my AD is a great example. Like she does not want to hear about the problems you have, but if you bring her the solutions that you have, she is all about it. So if you bring solutions, you've got, you got big time support. If you talk about all the problems, don't bother wasting your time. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's just, it, it, I, I don't mean to make it an age thing, but you know, I want, you know, I think as you age through a profession, you, you learn that lesson. Sure. Um, I think, my boss here, who I the the people I answer to are, are similar in that sense. They don't, they don't go go solve your problems, go do your job. We don't care, you know. But whenever you have something that's gonna make us better, hey, share that with us. And um, even when I meet with our owners, it's the same thing. It's, you know, it was funny yesterday. I had to meet with our owners who were out of New York, and um, you know, they said we have some questions. Are you in A, B, and C? And not only had we already done A, B, and C, but we had gone above and beyond on A, B, and C. And having those answers that, hey, we see a problem that could come up, but here's how we've already right. acted. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, the problem may still arise, but at least I've acted in the best way, I think, to avoid the problem. You know? Uh, so, last question I have for you. This is some serious stuff, Josh. Hold on to your butts. What is the best mountain bike trail in Colorado Springs when I get there in August? Whoa, that's a tough one, best mountain bike Because I've trail. been Googling a lot. things. <laughs> Well, the the mountain biking pro is sitting across from me, so I gotta be careful. I was gonna say I I saw yeah. someone back there. I was wondering if I needed an expert to step in and answer this. Yeah. Well, her if we if we go by her best trail, then we're gonna then you're gonna need like your full uh, full pad kit to go. <laughs> I would like to not die, and I lo I do wreck a lot. Every day he comes in and says he wrecked his bike twice. Cracked yeah. the helmet this year off a of boulder. <laughs> Cracked the helmet this year. <laughs> Uh, there's some great places and you can look them up, but well, there's a place called uh, Stratton open space. It's kind of three, four miles away from here. Tons of little trails in there, but there's one called the shoots. That's and the one I'm looking really, at. You know, really fun one. That's kind of, they, they just redid it all. It's one way in a certain spot. Yep. spot. So cool. Another one you got to look up is called captain Jack. All right. Looked it up. <laughs> yep and basically you can ride the chutes up 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 and then you go up this road called gold camp you get your ass handed to you on this I uphill, saw that. and then captain jacks is all down it's a bomber it's so fun now now my full suspension on that uphill i gotta i gotta tighten that thing down to get up the hill because huh? <laughs> yeah, i'm i'm pretty excited for this trip talk but i'm here. pretty pumped up about <laughs> the fact that i may not survive and serious question Am I going to have headaches when I'm at whatever, 10, 11,000 feet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You definitely got to hydrate, man, when you get here. We tell people that all the time. So beer is uh, good. <laughs> I tell people you got to go two to one water to beer ratio your beer. first couple of days, though, to be safe. Okay, two beers to one water. Right. That's all I heard. And, and plus, there is water in beer. Everyone knows that. How much yeah, whiskey? What's, what's that whiskey ratio? <laughs> well, hey, man, do you guys have any other questions for the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Jack Scott Coffee, while we got him here? Just an honor to be in your presence, and hopefully I gained some uh, inches on my biceps by talking to you, I guess, huh? Yeah, probably the coolest nickname we've had on the show to yeah, this point. hands down. I don't know if we've had any other nicknames. So he's the coolest. <laughs> By default. I mean, CJ's nickname is a is a nickname. Yeah. Most yeah. doesn't count, yeah. though, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, well, seriously, you, man, thanks for coming on today. I know yeah. you're you're a busy dude. You're actually, you know, people always say you're a busy guy, but you actually are because you, you know everyone in the profession. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And we do appreciate what you do and keep doing what you do. 
And yeah, next thanks. year, we're going to fly the whole staff out to a Colorado college game. That'd be pretty dope. Or maybe yeah, Chatham will play them. If you guys ever play, you know, east of the Mississippi, we'll, we'll travel to that. 100%. You Ohio it. State, I don't think you're coming to Plen- Robert Morris. Uh, come play Penn State. Yeah, that could happen. That I, could very well happen. Yeah, we know some people. Get Gads yeah. in the mix. Make yep. it happen. Yeah, we'll get the alumni connection going. Yeah. All right, we'll put some calls in, brother. Good talking to you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See ya. Thanks, dog. Wrapped. Wrap up the show. Wrap up the show. Yeah. Wrap it up, Ham. You hit the hit the wrap it up Dave Chappelle button. Thank you for joining us on this week's. I never wrapped it up before. We never wrap it up. We always wrap. Thank you for joining us on this week's Union Fitness Podcast, produced by the one and only Josh the Terminator Elsass. Charles, not as Edward, good, is Jasper, to my right, not to my left. Stage left. And number two in your hearts, but number one on the mic, myself. Love y'all.